Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary family. We count it an honor and a privilege to join together on this Sunday morning. Our call to worship this morning will be coming from Psalms chapter 5, Psalms chapter 5, verse 7 through 8. Psalm chapter 5, verse 7 through 8. And it reads like this, But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. Let's pray this morning. God, we thank you for what you're about to do in this place. God, we thank you that before we even came to this place, provision was already set. God, we went through obstacles and tribulations this week just to make it to your holy temple. And so we come and we don't have to be pepped up. We don't have to be riled up. God, we come already with thankful hearts for what you're about to do in this place. God, give confirmation to your people. God, give um, revelation to your people about what you're about to do. God, reveal yourself to your people in our time together and let all those that believe that you're about to do something in this place shout amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of our God. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. Psalm 18.3 says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. Are we grateful that God is worthy to be praised and he shall save us from our enemies? The Bible says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you know that that's the promise that you have, can you just lift up your hands, open up your mouth and just tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you for keeping your word. Thank you for keeping your promises. Thank you for continuing to show yourself strong in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for protection. Thank you, God, for good health. Is anybody grateful for good health? Hallelujah. Is anybody grateful that they're in their right mind? Do you ought to give God praise? Hallelujah. What's in front of me could drive me crazy, but I say thank you because you keep my mind. What's in front of me could make me depressed, but I say thank you because you keep my mind. What's in front of me could make me take my life, but I say thank you because you keep my mind. For your word says you'll keep me in perfect peace. Hallelujah. If I keep my mind stayed on you, is anybody grateful? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will continue to call upon your name because your name is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. We'll continue to exalt your name above every problem, above every trial. Hallelujah. Everybody clap your hands. We give you praise. One more time. Everybody clap your hands.
If you have joy, joy. come on and leave for joy. joy. If you have. 
Savior we serve. What an awesome God he is. He is a great God and worthy of all praise. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. You may be seated. We are blessed to be back together again here in the house of worship. God has kept us safely through another week has allowed us to see the start of a new one, and for that we're grateful. Uh, first of all, welcome to all of those who are here in the sanctuary with us, those who have chosen to come into the building to worship. We're glad that you're here, both those who are Mount Calvary members and those uh, who are visiting today. We are glad to see your faces, even if we only get to see half of them uh, behind your Mask. God bless you for being here, uh, Brother Anthony Taylor and uh, and and Sister uh, Ann Black. And who's that between you? Deb. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Deborah. The mask is covering like three fourths of your face. <laughs> Glad you're here. These are uh, John Taylor's children, who happen. Deacon John Taylor, who happened to celebrate his 90th birthday this past week. <laughs> Happy birthday, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Growing up, I had two best friends, Barry Wilson and Deacon John Taylor. <laughs> Let me make a few observations. Oh, we do have a special group of people here today who are visiting from Bosnia. Welcome to you. You know what? I said we were going to uh, pull out the welcome song, didn't I? Okay, let's do it. Uh, 
Y'all remember the words? We'll find out in a minute. Come on, let's sing it. We welcome you into Mount Calvary, this house of worship. So glad you came, exalt his name, let's lift him up together. Sing God, we're here from far and near, the Lord has brought us this far. And with the love of Christ we are transforming God. Revealing the glory of God's We're doing it. To those who are in the house and to those who are worshiping with us virtually. During this COVID pandemic, we are, uh, we're, we, do, we are sorry that we can't all be here in the sanctuary, but we are grateful for the technology that allows us to worship together virtually. And we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make that possible each Sunday morning. Let me just make a few observations uh, don't forget that we are collecting socks for the uh, soul-loved ministry sock drive. Again, uh, the number one need in homeless shelters uh, to distribute is socks. And so there are several churches around the area. Um, now through October 1st, that's through Friday, you can just drop them off here at the church. Uh, my father-in-law told me, yesterday that Roses is having a sale on socks. Uh, just go and grab a whole bunch of them and then uh, bring them over here and we will get them distributed to uh, So Loved so they can get them out to the shelters. Uh, Jamia Steele, did I say that right? Jamia or is Jam Are you here? Is she, she, is she online? Well, listen, if you see Jamia or her father, Jerry, uh, he's out in the parking lot, congratulate them. She is a student at Wayne High School and uh, has been accepted into the Wayne High School chapter of the National Honor Society. There's Dad. Uh, let me see. American government, she had an A-plus Algebra B minus, business law A, chemistry B, English A plus, and public speaking A. Nicely done, Miss Steele, and congratulations, Brother Jerry and Officer Mina Steele. Uh, would you keep in prayer um, the Howard family? Many of you know I wasn't here last week, but many of you uh, have heard already uh, that Brother Herman Howard passed. That's Kendra's father. Uh, also, uh, Tyra Thomas's mother, Martha Hill, uh, both of those funerals have taken place already. Would you please keep them in your prayers? Uh, also, keep Brother uh, Oscar and Sister Tony Turner in your prayers. Uh, Brother Turner's uh, brother passed. Uh, his funeral is going to be this Tuesday at 11 o'clock at Dixon United Methodist Church 
certainly let's keep them in our prayers. Um, when you see Mother Winston, make sure you wish her a happy birthday. It's coming up this Friday. She'll be 88. Happy birthday to you. Uh, tomorrow night at the Apex Church on Far Hills Avenue, um, many of you have participated before in the concert of prayer for the lost, uh, which we in which we participate with Soul Winners for Jesus Christ. Uh, it is an event of worship and prayer. That's all, worship and prayer. And uh, many churches from around the Miami Valley come together to uh, to worship God together with one voice and to pray and uh, and to offer ourselves in service. Um, for those who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Those rehearsals will start tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow will kind of determine how we're going to go uh, with it, whether people are, um, are uncomfortable coming out to sing together um, with COVID or not. We'll see how it goes tomorrow night. But we will have the first one tomorrow at 7 o'clock at Apex Church. Uh, you can come on out if you feel so led. thanks from Brother Percy Williams and his family in the passing of uh, their brother. Because of you, there's someone who is thanking God today, someone who appreciates your warm and careful, caring way, someone who's remembering the special things you do and wishing you his blessings every day, the whole year through. They just want to thank us for our prayers and support um, during their brother's passing. Miss Ann Grady, where are you, ma'am? Back behind me. Is Brother Grady here today? Yes, sir. Uh, these lovebirds celebrated 49 years of marriage this week. Congrats. Praise God. Miss Phyllis Huff, are you here? Yeah, there you are. Hold on, let me get masked up. That's what I do with my mask. This church membership certificate is presented to Phyllis Huff in recognition of her successful completion of the prescribed requirements for full membership in the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church that entitles her to all rights, benefits, and privileges of this fellowship this 26th day of September 2021. God bless you, Ms. Huff. And welcome officially. Welcome. Yes, ma'am. Since we come back together, we have been recognizing uh, those essential workers uh, among us those who during this pandemic have had to keep going and have kept us going. And the next group of essential workers uh, that we wanted to recognize were those who, uh, and we don't think about it often, but somebody had to keep driving trucks. Somebody had to keep working in factories. Um, somebody had to keep operating equipment so that we could continue to live at least pseudo-normally during, uh, during this pandemic, and Mount Calvary just wants to say thank you. Uh, the following people 
your names were turned in, uh, would you just stand when I call your name and then after service, you can meet me at the back uh, door in the lobby by the uh, ramp, the, the door on the right. And, uh, and we have a special gift for you from the Mount Calvary Church just to say thank you. Christy Jackson, are you here? Christy Jackson, who works for UPS. She actually, well, used to. She actually retired this year working for UPS. Uh, in Human Resources, Chantrice Holly. If you're watching online, thank you, Ms. Chantrice. Josie Jordan. God bless you, Ms. Josie. She works at DMAX, keeping us going. Robin Marsh. Ms. Ms. Robin is a, uh, a transit operator for Greater Dayton RTA. Thank you both. Joseph Martin III. If he's watching online, thank you, sir. Uh, he is a box truck owner and operator of Primetime Logistics, LLC. Jason Carter, who works for Molly as a production coordinator. Camille, Camille Pitts, Miss Camille here, um, who is an operations associate with DHL. Rolante Maxwell, Quan, are you here? He's a senior job setter at Molly. Uh, Peter Betts, I know he's not here. Um, he and his wife are quarantined. Uh, pray for them. They have tested positive for COVID. Uh, Jerry Steele, who is CEO of Peace Be Seal Trucking. <laughs> Samantha Wright Norman, who's a crane operator at AK Steel. Thank you. Uh, Thomas Rutledge, is Brother Soup here? He's not here. Uh, he is a safety, health, environmental administration tech at DuPont. Thank you to all of you who continue to serve and to keep the rest of us moving. God bless you. I'm almost done. Ohio Baptist General Convention is coming up. It has come to my attention that there are many of us, uh, there are, yeah, there are many of us who don't even know what Ohio Baptist General Convention is. So let me, uh, let me just say a couple words about what it is and, and what's going on. Uh, the Ohio Baptist General Convention is the, the oldest and largest historically black Baptist organization in the state of Ohio. Founded in 1896. Uh, by a group of churches who came together uh, to help, who figured that their voices together would be stronger than their voices individually, particularly that close to the end of slavery and with everything that was going on in this country. Uh, as Baptists, each church is autonomous. Each church runs itself. Uh, so the Ohio Baptist General Convention is not a governing body. It is a fellowship body. It is a fellowship of about 100 churches across the state who come together uh, for training, uh, for biblical training, for ministry training. Uh, we come together for worship and for fellowship. 
I happen to serve right now as the president of the Ohio Baptist General Convention, and that's why Mount Calvary is so involved. Uh, to that end, we are having our annual meeting, which will be hybrid. It will be both in-person and online. It will be in-person and virtual. It will be a hybrid session, which is going to be held here in Dayton at the Shiloh Baptist Church on Fairbanks Avenue, uh, beginning Sunday, October 10th with a musical. You'll hear um, the exact schedule uh, in the... In the coming weeks, as a matter of fact, you'll be bombarded with it uh, this week coming. When you see Mount Calvary on your um, caller ID, just pick up and listen. Uh, but there are a couple of things that I want to make you aware of. Uh, the Women's Auxiliary, uh, whose president is Jean Lark out of Toledo, Ohio, uh, with each president of the convention, the president's wife, the first lady of the convention, takes on a, uh, an initiative. And Lady Chanel has chosen uh, infant vitality as the initiative uh, that the Women's Auxiliary is taking on, on in her behalf and in her name. To that end, we are collecting from all around the state diapers and wipes that will be distributed to, uh, to agencies that help um, mothers with children, uh, young mothers, single mothers, uh, married mothers, whoever they are, if they are in need of help. One of the things that the pandemic has done is, uh, is made it difficult for them to, uh, to get some of the items that they need. They are being overlooked um, as money is being distributed some of everywhere else. And we want to make up the difference. You can drop diapers and wipes off here at the church Anytime between now and October the 10th, anytime between now and October the 10th, the church office is open from 10 to 6, Monday through Friday, or just bring them with you um, when you come to service on Sundays. After the 10th, you can still drop them off on the 11th at Shiloh Baptist Church, Fairbanks Avenue. All right? Up until the 10th, you can bring them here. On the 11th, you have to take them to Shiloh. Uh, and that's where they will be distributed from to the various agencies. I want to make you aware of that in particular. I also want to make you aware that the presidential banquet will be held on that Tuesday, October the 12th, at the Mount Enon Church on 3rd Street. The tickets are $50 for adults, uh, $25 for children. Uh, the proceeds from that banquet uh, along with some other things that we're putting together are going to go to help the Central State University, um, our only public historically black college uh, or university in Ohio. And we want to make sure, we want to make sure that the Ohio Baptist General Convention supports Central State in a very tangible way, all right? So we're going to have, they don't know it yet, but we're going to have a, a, a good presentation to give them on that night. Their new president, Dr. Jack Thomas, uh, is going to be our banquet speaker that night. Uh, you should come and go. Um, want a very generous member um, has donated some tickets. Uh, if you cannot pay the $50, then um, make sure, just call the church office. We'll work it out, okay? Um, we are going to be socially distanced. Bling your mask out. Dress up. Come on out for a nice night, October the 12th, all right?
good. I think that's the last thing I have to say other than today is the first, today is the fourth Sunday in September, September 26th, 2004, 17 years ago in the old sanctuary. Um, my dad handed me this Bible and passed the mantle of pastoral leadership to me uh, and the great, the great weight and privilege of pastoring you all, such a wonderful people, and I just want you to know 17 years later, I still praise God for y'all. Revelation chapter 2, God bless you. Revelation chapter 2 is where we're going and the choir is going to come and lead us further in worship and then we'll get into our study back in Revelation chapter 2. God bless you. Well, before we start singing, there's a scripture that says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised is anybody grateful that Jesus is faithful to his promises? Hallelujah. And he promised that he'd never leave us nor forsake us. And he's with us all the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it is a wonderful thing. So let's encourage everyone to let them know Jesus promised he'll continue to take care of us.
College in Chicago, and one of her films has been chosen to be featured uh, this afternoon at four o'clock at the Neon Movie Theater. All right, Revelation chapter 2, starting at verse 18. Reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scripture, here's what it says To the angel of the church in Thyatira, write, these are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she's unwilling. 
So I will cast her on a bed of suffering, and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely, unless they repent of her ways. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am he who searches hearts and minds, and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I will not impose any other burden on you except to hold on to what you have until I come. To the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. That one will rule them with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery. Just as I have received authority from my father, I will also give that one the morning star. Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You may be seated. And while you're being seated, let me just read some of that from the Message Bible. Here's what it says. Write this to Thyatira, to the angel of the church. God's son, eyes pouring fire ablaze, standing on feet of fire, of furnace-fired bronze, says this. I see everything you're doing for me impressive. The love and the faith, the service and persistence, you're very impressive. You get better at it every day. But why do you let that Jezebel who calls herself a prophet mislead my dear servants into cross-denying, self-indulging religion? I gave her a chance to change her ways, but she has no intention of giving up a career in the God business. I'm about to lay her low along with her partners as they play their sex and religion games. The bastard offspring of their idol whoring I'll kill then every church will know that appearances don't impress me. I x-ray every motive and make sure you get what's coming to you. The rest of you Thyatirans who have nothing to do with this outrage, who scorn this playing around with the devil that gets paraded as, as profundity, be assured I'll not make life any harder for you than it already is. Hold on to the truth that you have until I get there. For the past few weeks, we have been studying the letters that the Lord Jesus told John the Apostle to write to the seven churches of Asia Minor. Each letter is addressed to the angel of the church in those specific cities. But as we have discovered, not only were there these letters applicable to those specific churches, but the Lord had John to close the letters with this admonition. Whoever has ears, anybody in the church for all time, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And so we are discovering that there is a word in each of these letters for the church of 2021, for the church at Dayton, for the church at Mount Calvary. Indeed, there is a word for each of us if we will hear it. And if you'll allow me a little time today, I want to preach from this subject, 
hold on until I get there. Hold on until I get there. Today we come to the longest letter of these seven. The letter addressed to the angel of the church of Thyatira, the smallest of the seven cities mentioned in the letters to the churches. It is also the city about which the least is known. Scholars tell us that it was probably founded by Alexander the Great some 300 years before Christ. It was famous for its commerce because it had a great trade route through it. Famous for its textile industry. Uh, you all remember the mention of Lydia, the seller of purple, uh, who sold purple cloth, right? Because in Thyatira, they had a way of producing uh, some specific purple by the dyes that they used there from a certain uh, shellfish. And that combined with the water they had there made for this special purple that they couldn't get anywhere else. And so royalty and wealthy people liked to get the cloth from Thyatira. We are told that uh, Thyatira is also known for its trade guilds. That would be like uh, its unions that came together based on trade. Uh, the, the wool workers, the dyers, the bronze workers, the potters, they all banded together to set prices and guarantee work. These were the trade unions. Thyatira was also another center of occult worship. There was a temple there dedicated to fortune telling. Um, Sambate was the oracle, the priestess who presided over the temple uh, of, fortune of fortune telling and it was really popular particularly with the trade unions right so the trade unions would come together not just for business but they would also come together uh, and worship and have these occult like practices uh, in the temple of fortune, fortune telling it, it's this environment that the church of Thyatira finds itself and Jesus comes to John and says, I want you to write to this church and tell them that the Son of God, first of all, he introduces himself as the Son of God, right? The one who is the Savior, the one uh, who is the Son of God. In Jewish tradition, you see Son of, uh, and, and it, it carries with it the concept of one who shares the same nature as, right? I am the one who shares the same nature as God, the one who is the Savior, the one who is also the one who searches eyes of fire, right? Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that his eyes were made of flames, right? Uh, but fire burns to the heart of things. Fire burns past facades, past pretense past outward appearance you write to the church at Thyatira and you tell them that the son of God the one with eyes like fire and the one with feet like brass brass in the Bible is, is symbolic of judgment the one who sees past the surface and who is qualified in every way to judge what I see you tell them that's the one who's writing this letter 
He deals, first of all, and I want to jump right into the meat of this, he deals with the church of Thyatira's appearance. That's number one. He deals with their appearance. He says, I know your works. I know your charity. I know your service. I know your faith. I know your patience. I know your works. Then they just keep on getting better and better. They just keep on growing. I know that word know in the original text, it's Ido. It means to see. I perceive. He sees them. He knows what they look like. Uh, he knows their charity, their service, their faith, their endurance. After all, this was an active church. They were working within their own number and within the community around them. The word service used in this text literally means ministry. You know the word. You've heard it used a thousand times if you've been here at this church. It is the same word that's translated deacon throughout the New Testament. The word carries with it the idea of those who kick up dust. In other words, they were so busy that they were kicking up a dust cloud with their busyness. Their work was genuine, though. Jesus says, I know your love. It's, you're, you're not just working to be seen. You're working from a good place, motivated by an unconditional, unceasing love that knows no boundaries and that is not influenced by the worth of the object being loved. Listen to this. This church was full of faithful people. This church knew that there was work to do and there were plenty of people willing to do the work. And unlike the church at Ephesus whose love was waning, their love grew stronger every day. This church, Thyatira Missionary Baptist Church, was only getting better in their works. They were developing, they were progressing, their works were increasing. As appearances go, this church looked good. They appeared to have it all together. Their ministry was major, their service was superior, their motives were mature. They looked good. And church, we, in the church of 2021, we have learned, we have learned the art of appearance. With the dawn of the age of social media, we've had to. We, as churches of today, we have learned how to masterfully manipulate the way we appear to the world. With the use of cameras and technology, any church can basically become whatever it wants to by appearance. And we present well. We serve and we minister and we feed the hungry and we clothe the naked and we find housing for the homeless and jobs for the jobless and we help struggling families and we send money to hurricane victims and we pass out food boxes and we collect socks and we collect diapers and we give to benevolence and we pass out masks for protection and the list goes on and on and our motives are pure we do it out of love for our God and love for our community and the Lord knows it and the Lord sees our works and that they are ever increasing uh, but remember he presented himself as the one with fire eyes fire that penetrates to the heart of the matter 
Eyes like fire that burn past pretense. Eyes like fire that burn away any superficial layers. Eyes like fire that sear beneath the surface. Church, the Lord sees our works. He sees our love. He sees our faith. He sees our perseverance. But I got news for you. That's not all he sees. Lord says in verse 20, nevertheless, I have this against you. You allow. Stop right there. Not only does the Lord talk about their appearance, but number two, he talks about their allowance. There is something that is being allowed in the church. Something that is being tolerated. Something that is allowed to go on which does not please the Lord. He says, here is what it is. You allow that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess, you allow her to teach and to seduce my servants to fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. While this church appeared to be everything that a church is supposed to be, it looked good on the outside, but Jesus confronts their sin, the sin of allowing foolishness to be spread among them. Whoever this woman is in the church in Thyatira, the Lord calls her Jezebel. Called after the name of one of the most infamous women in the entire Bible. A little background on biblical Jezebel. You remember her? She was Ahab's wife, right? The wicked king from 1 Kings chapter 16. Uh, she was a devoted worshiper of the fake god Baal or Baal. And she kept uh, about 850 prophets of Baal of this wicked and sensual religion. Baal was a fertility god and his prophets and priests were no more really than temple prostitutes. Baal was worshipped through vile sexual acts and gross wickedness. And when Jezebel came to Israel she brought that religion with her and she led her husband Ahab to follow her gods and they influenced Israel to seek Baal instead of Jehovah y'all remember her she even did her best to kill every true man of God she could get her hands on when she threatened the prophet Elijah uh, Elijah ran from Jezebel y'all remember that uh, finally though Elijah had to go back and pronounce God's sentence on Ahab and Jezebel. He told Ahab that Jezebel was going to be eaten by dogs. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, that's, a different, that's a different story for a different day. But Jezebel came to be identified with wickedness and idol worship. And here the Lord Jesus tells John to write to this church that their Jezebel is still operating by permission. The Jezebel of old operated by her husband's permission. He knew what she was doing and allowed her to do it. And in this Thyatiran church, they are allowing her to lead people away from the worship of the one true God. They are allowing her to operate as a prophet of God. They are allowing her to mix the thoughts and practices of other religions with the worship of God. They are allowing her to pervert the righteousness of God that had already been prescribed. This woman is doing a number on the Thyatiran church and she's not usurping power they're sitting back and allowing it now I 
may offend. But prayerfully, I'll get you back by the time I sit down. <laughs> she is teaching and seducing people into a religion that gratifies self. You can do anything you want. Eat anything you want. Jesus said she was leading people into fornication and to eat meat sacrificed to idols. Both of these things deal with gratifying the flesh, fulfilling your own desires. I like how the Message Bible puts it, that this Jezebel is leading God's people astray into a cross-denying, self-indulgent religion. Saints, I know that we think that this passage is just talking about one woman in one church at one time in history. But when I look at the church of now, when I consider what the church has become, when I examine what passes for theology and Christianity in 2021, that name, that same Jezebel spirit is being allowed to operate today. There are no pagan temples to go and indulge in. There are no temple prostitutes offering their bodies as some form of worship. But this culture is teaching us to make gods of ourselves. And we are folding it right into our theology. We're preaching it from our pulpits. We're singing it in our songs. We're teaching it in our classrooms. We have become self-focused instead of God-focused. Where we worship a God who is more concerned about the way we feel than our obedience to him. Doesn't matter what the Bible says. If it feels good, do it. If it tastes good, eat it. If it makes you feel good, smoke it. If it feels right, go with it. But saints, I want to offer today that that mindset is counter to what the Bible teaches us. I'm going to preach the truth anyway. The Bible says things like in Matthew 16, 24, if anyone wants to be my disciple, he's got to deny himself and take up his cross and follow me every day and I said it in morning prayer we teach that take up your cross we teach it like uh, taking up your cross refers to bearing life's burdens but that don't make sense you know? we teach it and we say oh this is my cross to bear when you have a burden uh, but I want to tell you that if Jesus was talking about that, uh, he wouldn't have said, take it up. Because you don't have to take up trials and tribulations. You don't have to take up burdens. You don't have to pick up problems. You don't have to grab hardship. You just keep living long enough and they will grab you. But Jesus says, take up your cross. The cross is an instrument of death. The cross is about crucifying something. What Jesus is saying there is crucify the flesh. The flesh doesn't get what it wants. Hmm. 
We deny ourselves. That's Christianity. But the church of today has taken on the world's view of life. I don't mean no harm. But it's all about self-fulfillment. Self-actualization. Self-esteem. Self-worth. Self-acceptance. Self-assurance. Self-belief. Self-care, self-certification, self-confidence, self-gratification, self-expression, self-elevation, self-glorification, self-preservation, self-realization, self-pleasure, self-satisfaction, self-love, self-pride. And instead of calling it out, the church falls right in line. I don't mean any harm but we have Oprahized the church <laughs> worshiping the little gods that we have made ourselves <clears throat> I am afraid that we have become the center of our worship. I am afraid that the focus has become what satisfies us rather than what satisfies the God who made us. Church, I'm afraid. I am afraid that we are starting to worship the worshiper rather than the Father being the object of our worship. I don't, listen, I, I, I don't know how, I, I don't know about you, but when I examine myself, I am not worthy of my own worship. Can y'all keep a secret? I have let me down. I have made mistakes. My plan is sometimes faulty. My ways are sometimes fickle. My mind is limited. Oh, but the God I serve, he has never let me down. He never fails. He never makes mistakes. His plan stands firm forever. He's always good, always God, always right, always right on time, always powerful, always strategic, always loving, always faithful, always forgiving. He's rich in mercy. He's slow to anger. Now he is worthy of worship. He's the only one who could step out onto nothing and speak into nothing and use nothing to create a world all by himself. He's the only one who could box in the sea and tell the waters where to park. He's the only one who's big enough to swear by himself. He's the only one who can create something out of nothing. He's the only one who can open doors that nobody can shut and shut doors that nobody can pry open. He's the only one who can heal what the doctors cannot. He's the only one who can mend a broken heart. He's the only one who knows every hair 
on your head. And if we'll be honest with ourselves, when we were out there living our own lives, walking by our own drumbeat, doing whatever we wanted with whomever we wanted, however we wanted, he was the only one who could pick us up and turn our lives around. I'm not done yet, but, but let me just say one more thing. He's the only one who went to Calvary. The only one who lived the sinner's who lived a sinless life but died a sinner's death. Ah, the only one who got up from the grave with all power in his hand. The only one who sent the Holy Ghost and the only one who's coming back for the church without spot or wrinkle. And so he's the only one I'll worship. As a matter of fact, he's the only one I'll adore. He's the only one I'll praise. As a matter of fact, I dare you to just take a little time right now if you know he's the only one worthy to give him some kind This church has gotten off base. He talks about their appearance. I'm almost done. He talks about their allowance. But then finally, he gives them an assurance. I'm in the text. He assures them, first of all, he's going to deal with Jezebel and her followers and her spiritual children. The Lord had given this woman and her followers time to turn from their sins, but they refused to do so. And now his patience has run out and she is slated for judgment. But that's not the assurance that I want to talk about right now. The assurance that I want to bring out is the assurance for the saints in the church. Thank you for the ones who have not walked away from the Lord, for the ones who have not started worshiping themselves, the ones who have, comp who have not compromised. This, this assurance is for the ones who have remained faithful to him, the ones who have stayed on course for the glory of God. He says, I won't impose any other burden on you than to hold on until I get there. I know that you can't get too close to anybody, but if you're sitting close to somebody, it means you probably live with them or have some association with them anyway. So you might as well look at somebody and tell them, hold on to what you have until he comes. The assurance is that he's coming. <laughs> and you just have to occupy until he comes you just have to hold on to what you have until he comes let me close hold on to the faith that's already been handed to you Hold on to the love you have, to the service you've exhibited, and to the patience. Hold on to what you read in his holy word. Hold on to what you know until you see 
what you know I've come to tell you today to hold on until the Lord comes I don't care how the devil tests you you've got to keep holding on let the winds blow but hold on let the lightning flash but you hold on you may be lied on you may be talked about you may be criticized but hold on to your faith because guess what he who promised is faithful I could call the roll this morning and remind you of just how faithful he was to Abraham I could call the roll this morning and remind you about how faithful he was to Joseph when he took it from the pit to the palace I could call the roll and remind you how faithful he was to Moses at the Red Sea I could call the roll and remind you of how faithful he was to Joshua at Jericho but I don't believe I have to remind you of somebody else's story if you look back over your own life when you consider how faithful he's been to you didn't he bring you through didn't he bring you out he brought you through the fire and you didn't even smell like smoke he brought you through the flood and it didn't overflow you didn't he make ways out of no ways did he put food on your table he kept clothes on your back didn't he bring you this far just keep holding on until he comes and the assurance is he's coming back I already told you he died on a hill called Calvary I already told you in three days he got up from the grave with all power in his hands I already told you he ascended up on high but that's not the end of the story he's seated at the right hand of the almighty father but one day one day he's coming back he's coming back to pick up the ones who hold on until he comes I don't know about you but when he comes I'll be ready I'll just be holding on I'll keep holding on and I won't let go my faith I want to be ready when he comes is there anybody here who wants to be ready hold on look at three people like a Baptist preacher and tell them hold on hold on hold on hold on don't let go hold on and don't let go you've got to keep holding until the Lord comes back and when he cracks the sky he won't have a problem finding me 
I'll be the one holding on. Because I, I feel like preaching. Time is filled with swift transition. Not on earth unmoved can stand. But build your hopes on things eternal. Hold for God's unchanging hand. And when your journey is completed, if to God you have been true, fair and bright your home in glory, you're enraptured, so will you. So just hold. To his hand. God's unchanging hand. Come on, sing it. Hold to his hand. God's unchanging hand. Come on, sing it. Build your hope. Your hope on things eternal. You got some changing. That's it. Come on. Oh, you are the whole. His hand. God's unchanging hand. Oh, to his hand. God's unchanging hand. Build your hopes. Build your hopes on things eternal. Yes, sir. And the whole. Filled with swift transition. Not of earth unmoved can stand. You just feel your You have been true. And to God you have been true. Then fair and bright your home. Fair and bright your home and glory. Your enraptured soul will be. Enraptured soul. Yeah. Just hold on to his his hand. Holding on, I'm 
you all for the invitation. Can you just put your hands one more time just to make a sound to the enemy to let you know that I'm going to keep holding on. It ain't been easy. It ain't been the, the simplest battle, but I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on. Listen, pastor has already told the good news. Jesus died on the cross, but the good news is that he didn't stay dead. Three days later, he got up from the cross. And the good news is that he's coming back for those who believe in him. And we will be ignorant to take this opportunity to skip over those who do not have knowledge of this Jesus Christ that we speak of, of this God that we're talking about holding on to. And so if you're here this morning or if you're online and you do not know this God and you want to come to knowledge of this God that we speak of, we want to offer this opportunity to you. The doors of the church are now open for those online. You may shoot a message. You may comment and just say, I want to make the decision today to be a part of not just this church, but the body of Christ in all. If there are those of you in the sanctuary who do not know God but want to come to knowledge of this God, come down this morning and we want to make sure that you have that opportunity that's the first call. The second call is this. Maybe you already know God, but what you want to be of a group of believers who are going to hold on together. When you feel like you can't hold on enough, you need to be in a body of a church like this one who has somebody next to you to say you can keep on holding even when times get tough. And if you want to be a part of this church, maybe you're online again, our e-congregation, just comment, shoot us a message. Or if you're here this morning and you want to join this body of this church, listen, we're not perfect. I say it all the time. We're not perfect, but we will fight this battle together until we see God again, all right? If there's no one, let the church say amen. Amen. Listen, as we go ahead and get out of here this morning, I want to offer um, for offering. Listen, for those of you online, there are two ways to give. There is Givelify. You just tap give and you're done. Also, you can give by Cash App. That's dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. Or if you plan on coming up to the church, there will be deacons outside. Deacon Center, for how long will you all be outside this this for one till one o'clock they'll be here till one o'clock you can just drive up and drop off your offering for those of you all who are here the deacons will be at the back door and you can drop and give your offering to them they have baskets back there you don't have to touch anybody all right all right if there's nothing else let us get the benediction and we can go ahead and get out of here let us stand for the benediction also, I have a request that you may stay seated after the benediction and follow the directions of the ushers as they lead you out the sanctuary as we follow safety procedures um, and make sure that we do not have any collisions in the lobby. Um, if you want to congregate, please congregate outside, not in the vestibule, as we are trying to limit the interactions with each other. I know we love each other and we, we're happy to see each other, but we're trying to limit interactions so that we minimize the spread of COVID-19, all right? For those of you online, please stay tuned. After the benediction, Mount Media has a video production that they want to show you. Now unto God, who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all those who agree say amen. Now everybody be seated. Don't nobody move. The last place you want to be disobedient is at the church, all right? All right. Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives. 
to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.